Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This devotional is titled, Do We Agree on the Gospel? It is amazing what passes for, quote-unquote, Christian these days. We are living in last days perilous times in which sound doctrine is out and experience is in. See 2 Timothy 3 and 4. Let me give you an example. Many evangelical charismatics and Roman Catholic charismatics see each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. But what is the basis of their fellowship? It is in their shared experience and not the gospel. It doesn't seem to matter whether they really agree on the doctrine of the gospel or not. What matters in their minds is that they have the same shared experience. Thus, experience is the dominant factor and not sound doctrine. In truth, many so-called evangelicals are not really clear on the gospel. And many professing Roman Catholics don't really understand what is the official teaching of their church. Hence, experience, and not doctrine, becomes the driving factor. Biblically, there can be no true Christian fellowship outside agreement on the gospel. This is the common denominator shared by all true Christians. We agree on the truth of the gospel. The word gospel means good news. The true gospel is all about Jesus. It's all about the person of Christ and the work of Christ. Note these three points. Number one, the gospel is a gospel of grace. Galatians 1, 6-9, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you into the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another. But there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel to you than that which we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than that which you have received, let him be accursed. Note Paul here contrasts the true gospel of grace with a different false gospel, which in truth is no gospel at all. Twice Paul says that if anyone preaches another gospel let it, uh, other than the true gospel of grace, let him be accursed, which is to say, let him be damned. This is the strongest warning given in the New Testament against preaching another false gospel. Paul then went on to show that the grace, unmerited favor of God, is that Christ died for us. Galatians 2.21 in 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4, Paul says that the gospel is that Christ died for our sins, was buried, and rose again the third day. The gospel is all about what Jesus did. He did it all. He died for our sins. We make no contribution. He was buried. He rose again. This is all 100% Christ's doing. Jesus paid it all. All to him we owe. This is the gospel of grace. Number two, the gospel of the person of Christ. 2 Corinthians 4, 3-6. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, 
who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your bondservants for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The gospel is all about the finished work of Christ on the cross and his resurrection, but this is all predicated on who he is as Lord. Even unbelievers may intellectually acknowledge the truth of God on one level, compare James 2.19, but they never truly own Jesus as Lord personally in their hearts. They remain personally blind to this reality. But in conversion, the light of the gospel has shone in our hearts, enabling us to personally see and embrace the truth that the glory of God is found in the very person of Christ. He is the image of God who is the Lord of glory. In the face of Christ, we see God, and this look of faith permanently changes us. It's called being born again. Paul was very clear in saying, No one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12.3 So, in the gospel of grace, we see the finished work of Jesus Christ. He alone is Savior. In the gospel, we see the person of Christ as Lord. He is Lord God Almighty, and a saving faith embraces both of these truths. He is Savior and He is Lord. Number three, the gospel is received by faith alone. Romans 4, 5 says, But to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. Who is truly saved? The one who does not work, but rather believes. Working for salvation and believing are mutually exclusive. It is the person who is not working, but rather believing. It is this person whose faith is accounted for righteousness. A true saving faith rests in the Lord Jesus Christ alone. Paul said in Philippians 3, 8 and 9, his own personal testimony, Yet indeed I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ, and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. Paul's testimony is that he jettisoned faith in anything and everything else, counting it all to be rubbish. And he had to do this in order to gain Christ. Saving faith lets go of everything else and embraces Christ fully and only for salvation. Note it carefully. Paul said, not having mine own righteousness. We have no righteousness to offer God. Christ is all our righteousness. And this righteousness is acquired through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. As Paul said in Ephesians 2, 8, 9, For by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it's a gift, it's a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. No one can brag on what they have done to get to heaven. It's all Jesus doing.
Salvation is by grace alone, what Christ has done for us, through faith alone, in Christ alone. All glory to God forever and ever. In Acts 20, 24, Paul said, But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Lord, we thank you for your gospel, the true gospel, the gospel of grace, which is all about Jesus, who he is as Lord God Almighty, came to earth as a man, the God-man, and uh, what he has done, which is everything to secure our salvation. He died for our sins. He was buried. He rose again. He alone is in this equation. He alone is what the gospel is all about. Lord, we simply believe it. Lord, I pray that we would, as your people, be faithful in holding to the true gospel, faithful in testifying to the gospel of grace, which you have given us to do. Lord, again, we thank you for the true gospel. Thank you that all true believers have come to see the truth and embrace it and help us to take that gospel stand in these days of apostasy and not compromise on what really uh, brings us together, what is really the basis of our fellowship ultimately. It is the truth of the gospel, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray in his name, amen.